Welcome to Coffee Talk with Linda Davis. I'm Linda Davis. Before we dive into God's Word today, just a little bit about myself. I love Jesus. I love coffee. And I love sharing keys to abundant living with others. So if you haven't already grabbed your coffee, go grab a cup and join me today as we talk about having God's peace. How do we remain in peace in our lives? And how important is peace, actually? How do we get it? Who do we have to be at peace with? All of these things. Peace is foundational to walking with the Lord and remaining steady and steadfast and anchored in Him. There's so many scriptures about peace. There's the peace that passes all understanding. It's huge. We don't, nobody else should understand. Maybe we don't even understand why we're at peace, why we aren't um, falling apart, why we aren't anxious, why we aren't worrying, why we aren't stressed. Why are we walking in peace? What happens when we don't walk in peace? When we don't walk in peace, we open doors. We rob ourselves. We give a gateway to the enemy. And he'll come through that door in a minute when our peace is not steady, I guess. And then he has a field day in our thoughts, in our mind, and then it just starts rolling from there. What what are the different areas? We need to have peace probably first and foremost in our relationship with God. At the at the core of our relationship with God should be trust and faith, right? We're the bride of Christ. At the core of a marriage is trust and faith. I trust my husband. I have faith in my husband, right? That's the core of our relationship. We can't go anywhere if we don't have those two things. They either need to be there or they need to be restored. And we have to look at the natural marriages that we see and understand That's an example of the relationship we're supposed to, a healthy one, supposed to have with Jesus. What is a marriage without trust? What is a relationship with the Lord without trust? If trust is broken in a marriage, everything else breaks down. It just starts from there and it just impacts everything, especially when children are involved. It impacts the whole family. Like it just starts to break apart and the enemy has a field day when there's not trust. So if there's not trust with the Lord, when we're his bride, the enemy has a field day there too. Like he's always got to do it. Like doubt can't hang out with faith and trust. I actually wrote a book years ago and that's the title of one of the chapters. Like faith can't hang out with faith and doubt. They, they can't hang out together. It's like darkness and light. They, you can't have darkness and light. You have one or the other. You can't have faith and doubt. Now, I'm not talking about for a moment. And I want you to understand that. I'm not talking about a moment of doubt. I'm talking about walking in doubt. Walking in a lack of trust. That's what I'm, that robs you of your peace. We all have a moment. But we have to be quick to reel ourselves in and get before the Lord And I can't tell you how many times I've been before him. And I'm like, no, I don't know who I'm convincing, me or him. No matter what, I trust you. No matter what, I trust you. No matter what, I trust you. I have to stay in that place of trust. I have to. Or everything's going to fall apart in my life. 
I know that that's the string that keeps me and the Lord connected is the trust. If I can't trust the Lord, I don't know what there is. That's the truth of it. If I can't have peace in the Lord, I don't know what else there is. I won't continue on. That's just being very transparent with you. It's the foundation of every step I take, every decision I make. Over and over again, I tell myself and I tell the Lord, I choose to trust you and I'm going to wait on you and I'm going to hear from you and I'm going to move no matter how little sense it makes with what you say to do because I choose to trust you just like I choose to trust my husband and I know God has me and I know my husband has me. So we have to be at peace with God. The next person we have to be at peace with is ourselves. We have to be at peace with ourselves. I mean, with that whole inner turmoil, inner voices thing, we can't be beating ourselves up all the time. We can't not trust ourselves. If we're walking with the Lord, we're a team. We have to make peace with whatever we haven't made peace with. Choices in the past, actions in the past, decisions in the past, they're in the past. Make your peace with them, leave them, and go forward, right? It says that in Isaiah, behold, I do a new thing. Do not, he says it over, when he says something twice, pay attention. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of the past. Aren't they the same thing? His emphasis added here. He's trying to make a point with us. Don't remember those things. Be at peace with where you are now, right? This is a common statement. You can't change the past. We can't. We can learn from it. We can come to peace with it. Hopefully, we don't make the same choices and decisions that got us in a bad place, bad situation, bad circumstance again. But we can't be in it. If we're in it, we haven't made peace with ourselves. That will rob us of all God has for us. If we're not at peace with God, if we're not at peace with ourselves, And then if we are not at peace with others, this is like a three-strand cord right here. They all intertwine and they all deal with each other. And it's vital that we walk in fullness of peace. If we don't have peace towards others, what does that look like? Forgiveness. You're not, you know, what, how do you know you're at peace with somebody else? Maybe that moment when that thing used to get you riled up, but now it doesn't because you've let it go. You know, maybe somebody, you know, I was in a situation years ago, somebody really hurt me. Like this, and this is years and years ago, but it was a deep hurt. And I gave it to the Lord, did what you're quote unquote supposed to do, right? I forgive that. I said all the right things. I forgive them, Lord. Bless them, Lord. <laughs> was my heart in it? I thought it was. I thought it was. And I was doing that because that's what we're supposed to do. We have to forgive to be forgiven. Whether we like that or not, it's scripture. So I'm going to forgive. And I'm going through the motions of it, which at least I'm trying. You know, if you're going through the motions of something, you know, sometimes it's not on that first try. But this is part of, you know, God's mercy and God's grace. If we think we're at peace with somebody else and we're not, God will bring that to the forefront at some point to show us because we need to come to peace with it before we can move on in that thing the Lord has for us. So going back to this situation, very hurt by this person, gave it to the Lord, 
forgave the person, blessed the person, thought everything was good. You know, I'm not, this person's not in my life anymore. There's not any kind of interaction. So I really don't know how I feel about this person because I haven't seen this person. But then one day, in the Lord's goodness, <laughs> he brings this person across my path. And all of us, I'm literally physically reacting, and maybe you've experienced this too. I'm having a physical reaction to seeing this person. They don't know it, but I am. My stomach, I feel like I'm on a roller coaster. My stomach's flipping inside, smiling on the outside. Hello, how are you? Oh, that's great. God bless you. You know, all the formalities. But inside, the Lord is showing me there's still an issue here you need to deal with. You are not at peace with this person and you need to be. Do we have peace? Do we have peace with God? Do we have peace with others? Do we have peace with ourselves? So I took that situation and I went back to the Lord and I'm like, Lord, I don't want to harbor unforgiveness. My heart and my intent was to forgive, but clearly I'd hung on. And I was so thankful to the Lord for showing me that. Was so merciful on his part to say, hey, there's this little thing over here. We got to deal with this before we can go forward, Linda. We have to take the correction the Lord is showing us and deal with it, get at peace with him, which leads to being at peace with ourselves, which leads to being at peace with others. Or if we're, if we're in a situation where we realize we're not at peace with someone else, then we uh, approach that or um, pursue that is probably a better word. And as we're pursuing peace with someone else, we become at peace with ourselves and at peace with God. That's how it's a three-strand cord. If we don't do this, we're being robbed of what God has for us. We're outside of the peace of God. We, as we spend time with the Lord, as we choose to trust him no matter what, we get rooted in that place that I talked about earlier, and it's in Philippians chapter 4, that peace that passes all understanding, the peace that doesn't make sense. It's in Philippians 4, 6 and 7 are the verses, and I'm going to go there in a minute but that peace that passes all understanding, some translations even say that peace that passes all comprehension. Okay, it goes beyond anyone's intellect. It cannot be reasoned. It can't even be explained. It just is. And as you pursue the Lord, you are transparent in rending your heart open to the Lord and asking him like David always did, right? Create in me a clean heart, O oh Lord, right? Renew a steadfast spirit in me. Always, you clean hands and a pure heart, Lord, just show me, try me, test me, prove me. Those aren't easy words to say because the Lord will show up and do what he has to do to show us us, to show us where we're maybe out of peace. We have to be rooted and grounded in that peace in the Lord, this is the very thing that guards our hearts against all things. And it always comes down to the heart. Always. Philippians 4, chapter 6. I mean, we, we could stay in Philippians 4 a few days. It's just phenomenal, all that's in here. But um, I'm just trying to find chapter 6 for a minute. 
Philippians 4, chapter 6, be careful for nothing, right? Don't worry about anything. Don't worry. Don't be anxious. Some translations say don't be anxious. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And as you do this, it's like I was talking about, as we go to God, as we let him know, which he already knows anyways, but as we let him know, he wants us to let him know. Anytime God asks you a question, he already knows, right? When Adam was walking, or when Adam was actually hiding, he wasn't walking, that was part of the problem, right? Adam had sinned, we all know the story, but Adam's hiding, God's walking in the cool of the garden. I mean, I just, I always envision that, like Adam's, I mean, God's calling out for Adam. Yeah, just imagine the voice of the Lord bellowing through the garden, Adam, where are Adam? Where are you? I can't even do it justice. Adam, where are you? Like when we're trying to find somebody, call somebody. I mean, I just imagine the Lord's voice bellowing through that garden on that day. God knew where Adam was. <laughs> he didn't need Adam to come out from behind the tree he was hiding behind. God already knew. What he was trying to do there was show Adam, you are hiding from me and you didn't used to hide from me. I mean, whenever God asks me a question, now I'm like, oh no, what is he trying to tell me? What is he trying to show me? The minute a question is presented in my mind from the Lord, I'm like, oh great, here we go. <laughs> here it comes. But as we make our requests known to God, as we go to the Lord, rending our hearts before him, as Philippians 4, 6 tells us, then the peace of God, which goes beyond any understanding, it shows up and it keeps our hearts and it keeps our minds. It keeps us steady. It keeps us strong in the Lord. It keeps us where God needs us to be so he can do what he needs to do. I want to kind of close out with this today. God's peace is the opposite of anxiety. And it only comes into our hearts and our minds, like we just read in, in Philippians. It only comes when we present those things to the Lord. We can be frustrated and venting and, and complaining to others and worrying about things and talking to others about things. But until we take those very things and we do what Philippians 4, 6 tells us, and we're not anxious about anything, but we go by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving and we let our requests be made known to God, then that peace comes in. Then it shows up and it brings us rest and comfort and strength, right? Cast your cares upon the Lord. He doesn't want us weighed down with anything. We give these things to him. We determine, it is a decision, we determine not to worry. We choose, as I've said, to trust him. It's his concern. And then that peace takes over us. It gives us a calming. It's not based on emotions. It's not based on circumstances. It's not based on hardship, difficulties, whatever word you want to place in there, whatever word you may be facing. It's not based on any of those things. 
It's based simply on the fact that we choose to trust God. Like I said, it cannot be reasoned. It can't even be explained. It just is, I'm choosing to trust God. Why? I don't know why, but I'm choosing to trust God. Why? Actually, I do know why. Because he showed up yesterday. Just like David, when he's going to get Goliath, right? He's like, listen, I already took care of the lion and I already took care of the bear. This Philistine is nothing to me. Why? Because God's got my back. And it's the same for us. That's why I know. That's why I know I can choose to trust God. He had me yesterday. He had me last year. He had me five years ago. In those things that I thought were going to end in devastation, God showed up when I needed him to show up, right? Hindsight's twenty twenty. Those areas I didn't think he showed up in, when I got beyond those things, I realized he showed up way more than I realized he had. And if I had chosen to just trust him in the beginning, I would have had a lot more peace in the situation, a lot more strength and a lot more rest in the situation. Instead of all the turmoil I caused myself and maybe others. Peace is a powerful weapon. The root of it is trust, which is a powerful weapon. And if you go back a few podcasts, it's the very first piece of armor that we put on, knowing the truth, the belt of truth. When we know the truth, we trust. When we trust, we have peace beyond our intellect, beyond our reasoning. Cannot be explained. I just choose to trust God in all things. I want to leave you with this one picture as we close this podcast out. You can look at peace as a soldier in the army of God. And as you choose to trust the Lord in all situations, and you're walking in peace with God, you're walking in peace with yourself, and you're walking in peace with others, then there is literally an arm, a soldier with a sword in his hand standing at guard of your heart and at guard of your mind, protecting it from the wiles of the devil. And you will not be brought down. You will not be robbed. Instead, there will be fulfillment of all God intended for you. Fulfillment of all God intended in you. And then fulfillment of all God intended through you. As you walk in that peace that passes all understanding. 